Hey everyone, welcome to the Be Bold, Make Waves podcast, a show bringing you inspiring stories of women who are growing and scaling their business. I'm your host, Laura Comark, a website and tech integration specialist who works with online business owners who love their work and not their website. Join me as we have incredible conversations about business, mindset, productivity, and of course, the website and tech behind the business. Let's go ahead and dive in to this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to this week's show. For those of you who don't already know me, I'm Laura Comark, sales funnel and evergreen system expert who works with coaches and consultants who are ready to level up and simplify their business. I am so excited to introduce you to my very dear friend and our guest for the show today, Jocelyn Wyckoff. Jocelyn is the owner and operator of Kiss It Jane, a marketing company specializing in small to medium-sized companies who have a tough time with getting cost-effective marketing. Her strength lies in connecting dots, so she focuses on developing strong ties with business owners, guiding them through the complex world of marketing, and linking them up with the right partners. By doing this, she hopes to help create an organized and intentional space that will lead to creative solutions and business expansion. Jocelyn, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about kind of your backstory? How did you get to where you are today? Yeah. Well, first, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here too. Um, wish I was having your weather in California now because it's cold and rainy here in Georgia right now. So, um, but a little bit about me, why I started Kissa Jane. Kissa Jane started because there was a need. Um, I was in the marketing world and I kept seeing the need for small to medium-sized companies who needed marketing support, but they didn't have access to good quality marketing support that they could afford. Um, If they could get their hands on it, it was so expensive and it just wasn't sustainable. So my idea was, okay, well, I'll start this and I can give them the support they need at a cost they can afford and sustain for future needs. I love that. What is the background behind the name Kiss It Jane? Um, So it's kind of fun when I was going through the naming process um, I have a really good friend. We were at this play. Um, Anastasia was the play. So amazing if you've never seen it. Um, and in between scenes, we were sitting there talking about my idea about this marketing company and what it was going to look like. And I was trying to figure out a name. I wanted to be fun and kind of girly, but still neutral enough to where, um, you know, a, a female owner or a male owner could could use me. Um, but I did want it to be a little bit sassy. So I went to my friend and I was like, Hey, so I'm thinking like, what if I name it Jane, you know, like Jane social media support or Jane digital agency. And she kind of looked at me and she's like, can I give you feedback? And coming from this friend, that is a very, very scary question. And I was like, yeah, of course. And I was like, oh gosh, like what is coming my way? But what she said is um, it actually changed the whole scope of the name because, she, well, let me preface this. She's a very success, a successful business owner herself. She's owned and operated her own company for 15 years. 
and is doing amazing. So anything she says, I take and hold at value. Um, but she was like, so, I mean, Jane's okay. She's like, but I don't want to be a Jane. I don't want to be a Jane Doe. I don't want to be like a Tarzan and Jane. Like, I don't want, she's like, honestly, I would tell Jane to kiss it. So there lies where kiss it Jane came from because I thought, oh, that's amazing because in the marketing world, you want to be unique and you want to be your own thing and you don't just want to be another company or another Jane. So tell Jane to kiss it. <laughs> I love that so much. That's such a great story. Oh my gosh. I've been, I've been meaning to ask it's that. It's like you can't make it up. Like it just yeah. happened. Yeah. That's uh, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, and just like a little background for our listeners, uh, Jocelyn and I are in a mastermind together with Sarah Massey, and we just spent some a week together in Asheville, North Carolina, for our mastermind yes. retreat. And it was so awesome, and I totally forgot to ask her that question while we. And were we there. already need to go back. Yes. <laughs> but I've been waiting to ask that. I was like, oh, I'm going to ask her on the podcast because I've been wondering about that. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about marketing. So marketing to me is like such a broad word. So when you say you help companies with marketing, what sort of things like a little, like drill it down a little more, what sort of things are you? Yeah. So you're not the only one that feels that way. Um, When people say marketing, they're like, oh, is that an ad? Well, I mean, it could be, it could be an ad. It could be a digital campaign. It could be social media. I mean, it could even be SEO websites um, or your hand. There's really a wide scope of what it can be. Um, But what I like to do is go into the company and first and foremost, like I look at the company and I do an audit. Okay, what are you doing? What are you not doing? And how do I organize it? organize this in a way that you can sustain it. A lot of times the companies that I work with, they're either a solo act or they have a very limited team. So you can't just say, okay, you're going to do these 100 things and you're going to knock it out of the park because chances are they're not going to be able to do those 100 things because they're wearing multiple hats. And a lot of times their team members are wearing multiple hats too. So we go in and we create a plan that is sustainable and, and manageable that they can phase into what they need to be at the, at the goal. I love that. You started your business and grew pretty quickly and you've worked with a lot of local clients. And I find that very inspiring as someone who has very, very few local clients, most of my clients I've never met in real life just through Zoom, and they're scattered all over the U.S. and Canada. Uh, <laughs> so I would love to know, like, what was your strategy with getting clients when you were first starting your business and when you were growing your business? Yeah, so I grew up in the city, um, but now I live in a small town. So I think that's part of what I love about what I do. Um, and maybe what makes going to a digital world a little scary for me. Um, I am an extrovert through and through. I love people. I love to talk to people. I am that person that talks to you in the elevator as we awkwardly stand there together, <laughs> shifting between floors. I'm like, so what are you doing here? <laughs> um, 
So the local aspect for me is super important. Um, but how I did it, I, I got involved in chambers and nonprofits and schools. Um, and like I said, I don't really know a stranger. So I would just talk to anyone who would really listen to me. Um, and, and because of that, over the years, I've grown relationships who have now um, yielded many blessings for my business because they have become refer- referral sources as well. What sort of organizations have you joined locally that has really helped with your business growth and your relationship building and connections and all the things? Yeah, so the Chambers of Commerce, they're a huge part of it. Um, in Here in Georgia, we have them um, localized by counties. Okay. Um, so most of the time, if you're in a county, you have a local chamber that services that county. Um, as well as um, at a state level, you have Georgia associations. So you have the Association of Chamber Executives or the Georgia Chamber, um, which pushes you to a higher level as well. Um, as well as organizations like Kiwanis, I'm a huge advocate for Kiwanis International. Um, and I have been a member of the group here locally, which helps kids in need. Okay. Um, um, on a local level as far and, and an international level as well. Um, and then we have um, the Women's League, which is a local thing, which I'm sure is called different things across the U.S. and, and whatnot. And, um, you know, just different marketing committees for nonprofits, too, um, especially nonprofits that can't afford to have a marketing team. A lot of times they'll lean into um, their communities for people who are experts in their field to come in and help them gauge their support as well. I love that. And I think that's, I mean, that's giving me a lot of really good ideas of some places I could reach out to in my local communities because there, I mean, there is definitely something to be said about be, having local clients versus the online space. Um, again, not an industry I've necessarily tapped into that much, mm-hmm. uh, but I mean, there's so many small business owners. It's a fun space because you can learn about a good variety of industry in a real quick minute, mm-hmm. you know, where sometimes if you're only online, you're siloed just a little bit because you're not exposed to the various industries as much where if you get involved in the chamber, you're going to see a multitude of industries in one space at one time. And it's neat to see from a tech, you know, perspective or from a marketing perspective, how they cross function and align with each other too. Um, What works for one may work for the other with some different tweaks. Um, And you'll find tech-wise that they're having probably around the same issues, just maybe different software or platforms. Yeah. Oh, I love that idea. I mean, for me, I, I've reached out to like the small business administration, the SBA, and it's not necessarily like a networking opportunity so much, but I've been working with them um, this last couple of months with just having that utilizing their services that they provide to those small businesses in the United States where you can sign up with them and they will have, you know, I have a financial advisor who's come in and looked at mm-hmm. stuff. I have a QuickBooks gal I'm working with who's helping me clean up some stuff. And I have, you know, even a marketing gal who we're talking about some content things. Um, 
but even take for instance like sarah's group right like it it's it is predominantly online Mm -hmm. um but there are in-person aspects to it which makes it unique in itself um to where you can get like-minded folks together and hash it out and talk and you can grow and you can create and present opportunities within that group too. So it's the same thing essentially, except with a chamber, it's going to be more localized versus online. It's just the, the percentages are swapped. And so with the chamber, is it more, is it meant for networking? Is, are there networking like events you go to or how does that kind of structure? Cause I hundred percent. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So different chambers have different events. Um, but majority of them will have like a coffee and connection or referral groups or lunch and learns, um, to where not only are you getting connect with other business professionals in your local area, but you're also learning how to amplify and uplift your community because you're getting plugged into the government and politics within your community too. You know, um, for instance, the county that I live in is it's um, it's a very happening place right now. There's a lot of industry moving into it, um, which is good to know when I'm looking at forecasts for businesses because I know that these huge industries are moving into our area. So I can be like, okay, this is what your plan needs to be because this is how economically it's going to be affected. Um, So marketing is not just looking at, okay, what social ads am I going to run? That is an aspect of it, but you do have to put some economics and, and growth aspects into it as well to see if your company can sustain in the area that you live in. And then you've niched down in your business. Um, can we talk a little bit about what yeah. that experience was like to like, you know, I mean, it's so scary. Everyone's like, pick a niche, pick a niche. And like, then you yeah. pick it. But, you know, I think um, for me, it kind of happened more naturally than um, me picking it. I think it picked me. Um, but I think it's because I I do have a passion for chambers of commerce, which is, where I like to niche and um, I, I in, in nonprofits as well. So um, I know those areas. I'm very familiar with those areas. Um, and it makes it um, more beneficial for them, for me to work with them because I know their processes and what it needs to be and who's looking at it. Um, when you're working with a multitude of industries, and you're solo act like me, it becomes a little bit more difficult to become an expert in every industry, which is essentially what you need to do when you begin to write posts or to write blogs or to decide how their brand or their tone should look. You need to know about the industry, not just, okay, yeah, that's what you do. Great. Let me write about it. You have to kind of research and learn a little bit more. So with this you know, go into chambers and nonprofits, I'm able to benefit them more and provide more value for them. I think you bring up such an interesting and important point about the reason why it's important to niche and it's that you're able to systematize your processes and create something that's repeatable 
because it works within that industry. So that's yes. And we all know, uh, I love it that you didn't use like the word that like scares me the most, which is automate. Um, But, um, you know, it is true though, um, because the more I can create systems, the more I can be connected and one-on-one with the client because I'm not on the back end in the weeds. Um, I'm able to be front and center and scratching the surface with them. I love that so much. What would you say that you're doing that's being bold in the industry? How are you different from other marketing agencies? Well, I think, I mean, me just thinking I was going to open up my own company was bold for me. (laughs) Like, oh, who's going to like me? (laughs) Um, But I think what I'm, what I aim to do is create opportunity with industries that may not otherwise be there. And the chambers of commerce for me is, is the conduit for that because they reach so many small businesses and to let them know that you do have access. There is affordable help out there you know, and this is how you can do it. I love that so much. How, so when did you start your business? When did you go off and do that? April of this year. So So you have accomplished a lot. I mean, at the time of this recording, it's December. So it's been just yeah. like not even a full it's 12 months for Christmas. you. Christmas. Yes. Christmas. Um, yes. This will air into next year. But I would love to know you, as you are well aware, I am a huge fan of celebrating our wins. Um, as you know, I celebrate all my wins with cheese plates. Yeah. What is something you're really proud of when it comes to what you've accomplished in your business and that we can celebrate and you for? Yeah. So, um, Let me think about it. So I think something that I can say that I can celebrate and accomplish is that I'm still here, you know, and I'm still running and I still have a smile on my face, you know, and still feel like I can provide the things that I set out to provide. Um, And to me, that's worth celebrating. Um, I have learned, I have succeeded, I have failed, um, but I have triumphed in, in, to me, that's kind of cool. You know, that's part of it. And and if someone tells you they haven't failed, they're telling you a big fat lie, you know, because they need to in order to learn and to grow. So good. I love that. What would you say to someone who is one of our listeners who is like, I know I need to do more marketing and I'm just struggling with where to start. Do you have any advice for them on like baby step it in? Yes. Yeah, so there's always, I mean, there's a bajillion different things you can do, but I think just putting yourself out there, like that's the first step is putting yourself out there and just, even if it's a messy step, you know, do it. And then you can gauge, okay, well, what's next, you know, and, and don't be afraid to reach out to people to ask them questions. It's, even if you don't know them, shoot them an email. The worst that's going to happen is they're not going to respond. 
But maybe if you shoot out enough emails, they will respond and you'll get a nugget of advice that will carry on forever, you know? Um, so don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Don't be afraid to say hello and, and, and to really just ask questions and learn. What would you say was some of the like mindset hurdles you had to overcome? Because like, you know, that little voice that goes off that says the scary things when you're writing those emails before you send them off, like, how do you overcome some of those mindset hurdles? Yeah. So imposter syndrome is real. It, I mean, it's, it's probably one of the biggest things in, in today's world right now. Um, but I think, you know, surrounding yourself with a good, strong group of like-minded people who, when you're down and in those valleys are going to pick you back up, um, is important, you know, to, to know that you're not alone in what you're doing. I think that's so important. I know for me, when I have found, when I started investing in mastermind groups and like really finding my people who I want to who get me, who help support me when I'm feeling, you know, scared or unsure and really having that support network has been huge for my business growth. Yeah, I completely agree because then, I mean, you're with like-minded people who understand the issues that you're going through and may have already gone through it and can provide a solution that is helpful. Yeah. Absolutely. Jocelyn, I would love to know what is one piece of advice you would give to someone when they are scaling their business that would help them be bolder, be louder and make waves. Be present, you know, be in the now. And, and, um, like I said, don't be afraid, you know, um, because fear is going to be probably your biggest challenge and just get out there and and just do it. You know? I love that so much. I think that's such amazing advice. I could sit here and talk to you all day and I'm probably just going to box you a whole bunch later today. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we going to send me pictures of cheese. Pictures of cheese. Of course. Yes. Where can you tell our listeners where they can come find you, where they can hang out with you, all the things? Absolutely. So kissitjane.com. You can find me there. Um, it has all my contact information, my email, my phone, um, everything that you need to get in touch with me. And then, you know, don't be afraid to reach out. And when those people shoot me an email because I will write you back. I tell people, I'm like, it is me who's reading the emails. <laughs> so if I don't write you back, it probably is intentional. I'm just checking, but um, it is, <laughs> um, it is me who's reading them and writing them. Um, but um, I love questions. I don't think there is a dumb question out there. Um, so even if you're not one to hire me, that's okay. Just reach out to me because I may be able to point you in the right direction. Wonderful. Love that so much. Thank you yeah. so much for coming on the show today. Yes. This was so much fun. Agree. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to check out the show notes at lauracomark.com forward slash podcast. And if you're ready to turn your website into a marketing machine, 
Get more sales, save time, and simplify the back end of your business? Grab my free resource, Power Integrations, for your website. Head on over to lauracomark.com forward slash power. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to subscribe. And also, I'll just love you forever if you leave me a review. It helps get this podcast in front of other people that can help inspire. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next week. Bye now.